Hello, hello, this is Ali Moon. I'm your host. You are listening to Lyrical Audio Candy Tour. This is where we explore books, poetry, and quotes that please every taste. So, come on, let's go. Literary treats, oh wait. All right. I have been kicking around a couple of different ideas for some episodes, and I've been trying to create these Pinterest boards. If you go under Lyrical, A-C-T, on Pinterest, you can find my boards, my ideas that I've been having lately. So I've been kicking around some ideas. Uh, One is codependency. Another one is entitled Bored. (laughs) And another one is, I think it was like... A better life or something or better me or something like that today I thought I would touch on codependency I'm not saying I'm necessarily 100% codependent but I definitely have some tendencies that way and so we're gonna talk about what codependency means and maybe how all of us that are not really diagnosed that way how we can move past that and sort of um, gain a new sense of strength. And it's almost like you're in a recovery, really. It's almost like alcoholism. Um, You're in a recovery, trying to get better, trying to heal the wounds of childhood. (laughs) My childhood was good, but I'm sure there were certain things that uh, made me who I am today. Uh, Some good, some bad. So let's just talk about it in a little bit. Hang tight. Okay, so I'm searching the internet and I come across an article called, Do You Have a Codependent Personality? This is by Beth Gilbert. And... It talks about the signs of whether or not you're in a codependent relationship. And I think this was actually a really good example on how to determine whether or not I was searching actually for myself. (laughs) So, all right, eight signs you're in a codependent relationship. And I'm not saying I am, but I have little traits. And I'm thinking, I look at these things and I'm thinking, maybe everybody does, right? Okay, here we go. Having difficulty making decisions in a relationship. Well, let's elaborate on this. We all have difficulty making decisions at times, right? Not every single decision we make is going to be easy. And we depend on our partner to maybe help us through that. So I think some of that is normal. Um, but if you had difficulty making every decision, ooh, yeah, that'd be bad. All right, next one. Having difficulty identifying your feelings. I feel like sometimes you feel a certain way and you need time to process that feeling. You know, they did this and it made you feel this way. And you're like, why do I feel this way? So... Hmm, moving on to the next one. Having difficulty communicating in a relationship. Communication styles. Um, They talk about your style of, your language of love. You know, some people like to give gifts. 
to communicate to their partner that they love them. Some people just need you to spend time with them, and that's how they feel loved. Or they want to spend time with you, and that's their language of love, and they want to show you that they love you by spending time with you. Um, Communicating. I think almost every argument starts with poor communication. I think we all are guilty of some sort of poor communication. But if it's a chronic issue... And it's all the time. Ooh, yeah. Possibly codependency. All right. Valuing the approval of others more than valuing yourself. I think we all love to have validation. We all love somebody to come up to us and say, wow, that was a really good job. Well, I can't believe it. You really, really did a good job there. I mean, that stems from even when we're children. But if it's all the time and you really don't value yourself, like if somebody says, somebody say, for example, on Instagram, how many times do we throw something out on Instagram and you get one like and you're just like, what the heck? If it just crushed you, that's a problem. But if you're like, eh, okay. (laughs) Well, I guess, I guess it wasn't that great. Well, see, even that's bad. You should have value in yourself to say, well, it was good. I don't know what their problems are. <laughs> right? Okay. Lacking trust in yourself and having poor self-esteem. Self-esteem. Oh, goodness. This has been an issue for me all my life. I, I've struggled with self-esteem since I was little. I think it really stemmed from when I had acne and buck teeth. Yeah, if I had to really pinpoint it. That was the beginning of my self-esteem problem. (laughs) But, you know, I had braces and my skin cleared up. But, you know, the wounds are still there. All right. Having fears of abandonment or an obsessive need for approval. Well, I grew up in the age where the generations where people were getting divorced left and right and latchkey kids, kids that had single family homes and you were basically coming home with no dinner. You had to make your own dinner. You had to get into your home with a key on your own. You did not have a stay-at-home parent. Um, You had to bum rides from the friends that actually had parents that were together. Um, abandonment. Well, no wonder that came from my childhood. So that that's a little check mark for me. All right, having an unhealthy dependence on relationships, even at your own cost. So I think a little bit of this. Okay, the unhealthy dependence is a problem. However. This reminds me of when we all kind of, um, I just lost my train of thought, sorry. This reminds me of the times when you're having an argument and you really want to resolve this argument. So you compromise. And when you continue to compromise and compromise and compromise, over and over again and when your voice isn't heard 
that's a problem. And you're compromising just so that the person will stop fighting with you. That's a problem. Uh, so I can see that. And, and, you know, the mere thought of that person not being in your life, in your life, I could see that being a problem. Unhealthy dependence at your own cost. I'm trying to think of an example, but I'm not coming up with one. All right, having an exaggerated sense of responsibility for the actions of others. So I've read a lot about this. A codependent person tends to think it's almost it's almost a delusional thought that if somebody is upset around them, they believe they caused it. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way, they believe that they are responsible for that person's sadness or anger or what have you. And yeah, there you go. So thinking about all of those things, I feel like we all can identify with some of them. But imagine if you had an excessive amount of these items and it was every day, all day long. Yeah. Well, how do you get out of this? I mean, really. Let's think about that, huh? Let's logically think about that. Well, we have this person has self-esteem issues. Clearly, they are constantly seeking approval from other people and they're constantly putting people above themselves, what could that person do? I think this person needs to work on their self-esteem and there are many things that you can do, which we will go into. And also, clearly, they need some me time. They need some time to themselves, to feel good about themselves, and to stop putting things out there that need to be judged. They need to form their own, their own validation, right? So let's move on to the next segment on how to build self-esteem and also to get some me time. Coming up next. There are a million and one different lists on how to increase your self-esteem. But here's a different way to look at it. On Pinterest, this list is by, let's see, Susie Moore. Uh, it's developgoodhabits.com. This is a list where it reads bad habits that show lack of self-esteem. And I want you to think about all of these and see if you do this. <laughs> Number one, saying yes to everything. You know, I once heard somewhere, by saying no to somebody, you are actually saying yes to yourself. Do you feel overextended? Do you feel like you never have time for anything? It's because you're saying yes to too many things. So that may show lack of self-esteem for yourself. So maybe practice saying no. 
I think in another episode we could talk about how to say no. Because it's really hard when you're so used to saying yes and you're worried that it's going to hurt their feelings. Oh my goodness. You try to come up with every excuse in the book, you know? All right, number two, negative self-talk or self-criticism. Ha ha, big time for me. I'm just never happy with this, that, or the other thing. I've got to be better, you know? I've got to try harder. And I have an instructor at my... uh, the place where I work out. And she said, one day she said, everybody look in the mirror and pick one thing about yourself that you really, really love today. And that really helps to counteract the negatives. Truly, if you focus on the positive, you'll forget about the negative. All right, three, back down when opinions are challenged by others. (laughs) This is a reason why I always wanted to join debate because... I've always had trouble where when people challenge my opinion, I, I'm a peacemaker and it just, it troubles me when somebody doesn't have the same opinion as me, unless I'm friends with them and I'm comfortable with them. If it's a, maybe a stranger or something, or unless I know I'm right, (laughs) then they can suck it. Right. Okay. For being indecisive with simple decisions. Oh my God, should I get the grape jam or should I get grape jelly? Uh, That's me at Target today. (laughs) Five, fearing failure. Fearing failure. Let me tell you a little story. My kids had joined um, uh, martial arts and I had thought about joining martial arts, but I was afraid. And there was a quote on the wall, and it said something about failure and and not being afraid of it and just, you know, try it, basically. If you don't try it, you're you're never going to know what's going to happen. And sure enough, I joined, and I walked in there, and I was so nervous. And as time went on, I became more confident. And I tell you, when I was walking around town, Walking anywhere, I had this great sense of confidence. My self-esteem was through the roof. And I really, really loved that experience. And I did gain quite a bit of self-esteem from that experience. So we all have fears. We all have these negative thoughts in our minds saying, no, you can't do that because what if this happens? And what if that happens? And, oh, you know, pick one thing that you really, really want to do and just go for it. Say, fuck failure. That's what I say. All right. Six, taking constructive criticism personally. (laughs) I think enough said. Number seven, sweating the small stuff. Oh my God. Um, (laughs) I can spin my wheels on the small stuff over and over and over and over. It's just silly. Sometimes you need to take a step back and look at the big picture and say, don't sweat the small stuff and just walk away. That's what you need to do. Number eight, afraid to share your opinions in a conversation. Yeah, I've been there. Um, I was on Lemur, and on Lemur, everybody is so nice. 
that I gained confidence, I gained self-esteem by sharing my opinions because I felt it was a good environment. I still do. I just don't go on there very, very often because I'm trying to get more me time. Number nine, giving up too easily. I'm just going to kind of roll through these. If I have something to say, then I will. Number 10, comparing yourself negatively to others. Holy freaking A. Wow. How many times do you go on Instagram or Facebook and you compare your life to all these other people and you're like, that? gosh, that family has this much money and they go on this vacation and what the heck is wrong with me? Or, oh my God, that woman has just beautiful skin. What the heck? Well, she probably used a filter. <laughs> and those people with money, well, you know, you don't have to have all the money in the world to be happy. Some of the happiest people in the world are poor. Maybe not eating mud pie poor, but, you know, maybe average income. Um, I grew up knowing many, many, many very happy people in very small homes. Heck, people are even moving to do that whole minimalist thing where they get these small, tiny homes and they all say they're so happy. But anyway, comparing yourself negatively to others is such a bad thing to do and it's just better if you look at them and admire them versus looking at yourself and say gosh what's wrong with me 11 slouching push your shoulders back show the world that you're important 12 fidgeting mm-hmm 13, claiming your successes are just luck. You know, I have a hard time with this one because I've always felt that it was a good quality to be humble. I don't see anything wrong with being humble. So I have a hard time with that one. 14, buying things because others like them, not because you like them. I don't do that. 15, social withdrawal. Social withdrawal, hmm, like staying in your house because you're afraid to show your face to the world? Yeah, that's a problem. I don't have that. Um, I have it where I like to be around people, but people annoy me <laughs> a lot of the time. So, yeah. 16, excessive preoccupation with personal problems. I have that where mm, I perseverate on sometimes the problems I have or the negative things I have and then I forget to have fun <laughs> so yeah I just gotta I gotta think about that anyway 17 letting fear stop you from trying new things this kind of touches on number five fearing failure so yeah I've kind of always wanted to be an aerobic instructor but I it, it's a lot of work um, but I've always had a fear of doing it and maybe people don't come to the class. I know that's an irrational fear because people are still going to come to the class. Um, but, um, but I also know that, you know, that's a lot of investment of time. So sometimes you have to think to yourself, do you really want to do it? I mean, do you really want to do it? Or are you letting fear stop you type deal? So, all right. That was basically all of the things that you should try to avoid um, 
because it shows lack of self-esteem. Moving along to some me time activities, because if you want to improve your self-esteem, it is proven that you need to invest in yourself. You need to do things that make you feel happy. Moving along to the next segment. So I think building your self-esteem, having your me time, it's all self-care. Taking care of yourself, putting effort into yourself. You know, they say cats, if they don't feel good about themselves, they actually stop grooming themselves. They stop licking their paws and trying to wash themselves. Yeah, if they're too stressed. So think about people. You know, they stop grooming, <laughs> they don't shower, you know, maybe they don't treat themselves to like nice nails or paint their nails or put makeup on. Or I'm not saying you have to put makeup on to have self-esteem. I'm just saying that there are certain things that you can do that really show you care about yourself. Okay, so let's go back onto Pinterest. I love this one. This one is by Britt Harris, and you can find it on www.snugglesandkisses.net. It's 58 self-care tips. I'm not going to read them all, but I'm going to read the ones that I like. Okay? (laughs) And some of this actually is um, in a roundabout way. It's actually no screen time type thing. How many people here have an addiction to their phone? I do. (laughs) I do. I feel like literally on my days off, I'm just constantly touching my phone. So it's like a dual purpose thing, self-care tips and no screen time. All right. Some of these, not all. Okay. Get a pedicure or a manicure. I, for one, will not go to those places because I don't really care for that whole thing. But I absolutely love to take time and paint my nails. I don't do it very often. But when I'm really, really trying to take care of me, I do that. Get a journal. This is number two. Get a journal and start writing things in there. It could be your thoughts. I'm elaborating, by the way. This is not on there. Start writing your thoughts. Maybe you want to write a poem. Maybe you want to write a song. Maybe you want to write a story. How fun is that? Get that part of your brain that we don't use very often. Get that going, right? Okay. Number three, you could draw or doodle. When was the last, speaking of drawing or doodling, they have adult coloring books these days. When was the last time you colored? When was the last time you broke out those Crayola crayons and colored? I mean, come on. It's fun, right? All right. Uh, let's. I don't want to read everything verbatim in here, but um, let's just kind of breeze through some of this. Um, read a book. 
a really good book you've been looking forward to. Listen to your favorite music. Maybe make a playlist, right? Call it something like, you know, me time. I've done many playlists like that. Me time or, you know, girls night out or something like that. Um, let's see what else. Take photographs. This is a really relaxing activity. It doesn't have to be only in the summer. I've actually gone outside and I've done winter photography, which is really, you have that crisp air. When you come back inside, your cheeks are all rosy. And you can actually see the beauty of winter. Even though it's super cold, you, you start to appreciate the beauty of winter. Now, this is number 13. Have a social media detox. I love this. I freaking love this. I have a friend at work who, um, she actually deletes her apps off of her phone so she doesn't have that temptation. And she will go, you know, a week without going onto Facebook or whatever. And I think that's actually a really good idea because it's, if you think of it from a codependent standpoint, you have all of these people kind of pulling from you and you're putting stuff out there and you're waiting for them to validate you. Well, you don't have to do that anymore. You, you can take a week off. No more validation. Uh, no more pimping yourself out to have validation. Nope, you don't need it. <laughs> All right. What else? Create a vision board. Uh, vision boards are great. Uh, go through some magazines or print out some stuff online. Put it all on a board. You could get all fancy. You could break out your decoupage, you know, make it glossy. And you can look at that every day and make it whatever you want. If it's something where you want to maybe trim down for a certain vacation, you know, you're going to be wearing your bikini or whatever it might be. Okay. What else? There's so many other things on here that sound like good ideas, simple things, you know, um, thinking about the social media aspect, when you go on a social media, are there people that really kind of like piss you off? Like, are there people that kind of bring you down? Get rid of them. Just unfollow them. You don't have to block them. Just unfollow them. Follow the people that when you pull them up, you're like, God damn, this person's so freaking cool. I have to tell you, some person, this one person that I absolutely love, he's super famous. I'm going to screw up his name too. <laughs> James, James Charles. Oh my God, I'm screwing up his name and I really like him. Hold on, let me pull up another tab. <laughs> this is so bad. I think it's James Charles. I love to watch his makeup tutorials and he just makes me smile. And see, here's the codependent self-esteem part of me. Maybe you don't feel that way. <laughs> Maybe you don't like him, but I like him. Yeah, I think it's James Charles. Anyway, I can't find another tab because it's just not working out. Anyway. All right. What else? Listen to a podcast. Huh. Are you listening to mine? For your self-care tip? Yeah, you are. Drink tea. How fun. Ooh, that's number 39. 41, buy some flowers for yourself. That's right. 
you don't need anyone else to buy you flowers. You can go to a florist all on your own. My best Valentine's Day I ever had was when I was single. I purposely was single. And I went there and I bought myself a lavender colored rose. And it was the best thing I ever did. Because it was a sign of independence. I was happy being by myself. So yeah, go buy yourself some yummy, yummy flowers. Um, bake cookies. That's fun. When was the last time you baked anything from scratch? What else? What else? What else? What else? Clean out your closet. Donate clothes. You know, streamline your life. Get rid of the crap, the clutter. Uh, have your favorite dessert. <laughs> I battle with this because I'm always, seems like I'm always trying to trim down, but have your favorite dessert. What is my favorite dessert? I one time had this, um, it's like a cake kind of, it's called a beehive. It has kind of like a almond extracty flavor with, um, sort of like a custard in it. Oh my God. If I could pick a dessert right now that I could eat, it'd be a beehive for sure. All right. There are many other things on here. I will put it on my Pinterest board called Me Time and you can check it out. All right. Moving along to the outro. As soon as I click this button, stop recording. Okay, so I hope you learned a little bit more about codependency. This was just a very, very glossed over look at it. And I'm sure it's way more in depth. I'm not a psychologist or psychiatrist or anything like that. I'm just a lay person trying to figure out my life and trying to figure out why I feel the way I feel. And I hope you learned some signs of low self-esteem and how you can sort of build yourself up and how do you build yourself up? You build yourself up by self-care. Self-care. Doing the things you love. Facing fears. Painting your nails. <laughs> doing whatever you want to do. That makes that smile flash across your face. All right. Have a beautiful evening. And I'll catch you at the next episode. <laughs>